All right, and welcome to Inside the Athlete's Mind. My name is David Struble. I'm a professor in communication at Hiram College. With me is Andrew White. He is a professor of psychology and the coordinator of the sport management program at Hiram College. Andrew, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Well, given the circumstances, uh, I've got Purell here in the studio. <laughs> uh, last podcast, we were talking about March Madness canceled, mm-hmm. NBA season suspended, NHL season suspended, start of the Major League Baseball season has been delayed at least a couple weeks. The Boston Marathon has been moved to September. Those are all the major sporting events. And talking to, obviously, some of our students who are college athletes, their seasons have been cut short. And the question for you is how can they process this? Because a lot of times we like to go out on our own terms, mm-hmm. but now the uncontrollable has happened. Yeah. Uh, so I see this as fairly similar to having an unexpected sudden career or season-ending injury. Uh it's just this all of a sudden need to be resilient. You weren't expecting this. You were just prepping for a season, and it's gone. So first off, yeah, I would try to give the athletes a chance to just be cathartic about this. Let's just vent. Let's let it out. Let's talk about this. It's frustrating. It, it's really awful to lose that opportunity. Part of that is, and we talked about this in my class this morning, part of that is a lot of athletes, they define themselves in part as an athlete. So when you lose that, all of a sudden you've lost a part of your identity. You have this piece of, oh, well, who am I now, now that I don't have that piece of me? Same thing you would go through with an injury. Uh, the other part of this is a lot of athletes, they would use their physical activity as a source of coping. Like you use this to get away from the stress in your life. Now all of a sudden that coping mechanism is taken away and you have this immense amount of stress. Well, now what do you do? Uh, so, first off, give them that chance to express those frustrations, and then you start looking to the future. So, what can I do now? I, I all of a sudden have all of this open time. What do I do? And that, that applies especially for students, student-athletes, or professional athletes who are in season. What do I do with this time? Uh, you have a lot of open time, uh, so you can reflect back on, well, what does my involvement in sport typically take away? because there are some choices that you make along the way. Uh, So time with friends, time with family, uh, studying, sleep is something that I hear quite a bit. Uh, Time with friends and family, it it might be a little compromised in the particular situation we're in now, so maybe you don't get to really do too much of that. Uh, But sleep has been something that I've heard quite a bit. From my end, this is a great time to work on mental skills. Uh, It's what you've got. Uh, You can stretch, you can do some... Uh, body weight exercising at home, but you can also take some time to build those mental skills so that you're prepped when you do have a chance to really come back and compete. I thought I saw Kevin Love had posted a message about two to three minutes and stressing camaraderie or some kind of social interaction. Mm -hmm. And is that maybe the biggest thing that the athletes miss right now is just that bond? Could be, yeah. I mean, especially it's going to depend on the team and on the individual, but that camaraderie, that uh, friendship piece is a a big part of being a team this is inside the athlete's mind uh he's andrew white i'm david strugel and before the nba suspended its season the idea was floated out there that they could play games with no spectators maybe just the essential staff or what have you how odd would that be for athletes to perform without that feedback there yeah uh 
it would have been strange. Uh, and especially, well, it affects some athletes a little bit differently than others. Uh, you heard LeBron say, oh, I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't play. Uh, I play for my teammates and I play for the fans. And then says, well, I wouldn't play if the fans weren't there. So I, I don't know how much of the teammate piece was there. But it's an interesting stance because that at that level, it's a big piece, uh, that entertainment side of the sport. But it affects other levels as well. So there were collegiate sports that were played, a few games that were played without fans. And to high-level athletes, at some level, that shouldn't matter too much. Right? That That's task irrelevant. The, the fans, yeah, sure, they're there. They do provide energy, though. Like, they're there. That changes the context. They influence the referees, probably. Uh, but it shouldn't impact your performance too much. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of studies on things like that because we only had the idea of doing the no fans in the NBA, and we only had a few games looking at this uh, most recent event. Um, there have been some attempts at looking at this in the past, uh, trying to limit what crowds can say or what they can do, um, but there's just not a whole lot. You know, and the reason why I wonder about this is because of the the great Allen Iverson quote we're talking about practice. <laughs> practice. Yeah, not the game, but practice. Okay. And so he was a guy who maybe, you know, didn't give it all his effort in practice, but come game time, yeah. different level. Mm-hmm. And is that true for some athletes that, hey, if I don't hear the fans, like you said, like LeBron, he don't want to play if there was not a crowd there. But are there athletes who are different story? Yeah, 100%. Uh, they just feed off that crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so taking that away, does it become more like a practice? It might. Uh, and then it might take them a while to engage in the competition and try to find that flow state if they can where, all right, now I'm in the com- competitive mode. It doesn't matter if people are cheering or not. How does that impact coaching? Mm-hmm. I mean, now you're in a different environment. I know coaches like to keep things as – routine as possible and yeah does, uh, does it matter or is it just the same deal hey it's us against them yeah you know? from from a coaching standpoint i i think it wouldn't change your strategy and all it may change the things that you notice about your team and about individual players mm-hmm. uh, because all of a sudden instead of thinking about you know staying calm and uh, executing the game plan it becomes who cares if it's quiet? You need to be motivated. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's remember why we are here. Mm-hmm. And if you ask athletes, like, what's your why? Why do you do this? Not too many of them will say, I do it so I can hear the crowd cheer. So if you remind them of why they're doing what they're doing, why are you on the court right now, why are you on the field, that can kind of reorient their attention. Good point. This is Inside the Athlete's Mind with Andrew White, and I'm Dave Strugel. One last topic I want to bring up. Tom Brady. According to Yahoo Sports, he signed or has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for $30 million, leaving New England after 20 seasons there. The rumor in the Yahoo Sports article I saw was that this was for family reasons. He wanted to stay on the East Coast for family. Mm -hmm. And I've been in some classes before where the word loyalty has come up. 20 years with one team. Why leave? Or we've had... I've witness students argue about well lebron he left cleveland for miami and as you move up the length the ranks of professionalism in sports does 
love of the game versus, well, I'm getting a paycheck for this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go where I can win or get paid the most. How much does that change? Yeah, I mean, as you go up the ranks, I think it changes quite a bit. Uh, and also, I mean, as you go up the ranks, I mean, in college, you're limited to how long you can be loyal anyway. You only have so many years on a college, and if you transfer, you lose some of that eligibility that you have to sit out for a little bit. So there are some added restrictions at lower levels. Um, but yeah, in, in professional sports, you have some added extrinsic factors that contribute to why you're playing, right? The big contract. Uh, you get some of those in Division One or two with scholarships as well. Uh, but that that might eat away a little bit at some of those underlying intrinsic things. Um, not that necessarily um, loyalty to a particular team or city, that wouldn't necessarily be the love of the game. And intrinsic, that's still kind of feeling tied, uh, but it, it does bring a different piece to that. As far as Tom Brady, I've got no clue. I, I mean, 20 years at one place, you would think maybe you want to call it, call it a career. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just such an individualized thing. It, family reasons, like you said, wanted to be on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Maybe you wanted warm weather. I I just don't know. Yeah, the thing I'm curious about that to find out, I'm a, always been a Miami Dolphins fan, Cleveland Browns fan second, is the loyalty of the fan base. Will people still be a Tom Brady fan, or yeah. will it be still I'm a New England fan? So I'm curious how Tom Brady's fans are following, how that will be impacted. I, I don't know. Yeah, and I expect that there would be some sort of fractioning, right? So some people will say, well, I thought I'd be a Brady follower, but I still love the Patriots, and I'm I'm with them. Other people will say, well, I thought I'd stay with the Patriots, but, you know, it's really Tom Brady that's driving it for me, so now I'm a Bucks fan, and you know, as a Dolphins fan, you probably wish he would have went a little further into Florida, but... You know. True. Good point. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Anything else you want to add? It's been a crazy couple weeks. It has, and who knows what we'll have to talk about in two weeks, what sort of situation we'll be in at that point, but True. we'll see. We'll uh, see. Just stay healthy. Thank you very much, Andrew. Yep. So if you have a topic that you would you think we should address, tweet at me at Doc Struk and we'll cover it on a future show. My name is David Strukel. That's Andrew White. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone.